Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part three of this interview. If you are not sure of where you are on your inner journey and want to explore it, get started today. Get your complimentary coaching starter back from www.emergingfeminine.co and receive a quiz and mini course in your mailbox. No strings attached. Let's get back to the interview. From all the stories, the one thing that runs through them for me is how you teach people value. Value yes. for themselves. Yeah. An appreciation for themselves. You don't give them anything. I don't give them anything. You teach them, yeah. but you show up Yeah. as yourself. I, I show up and I show them how to do it. Because I've done it all. I learned the hard way. I had well, no that's to teach the difference me. with you. Because that was one of the questions mm. I wanted to ask you mm. is... Why do you get recognized? But I can see why you get recognized because you know how to teach them yeah. the stuff. You actually get involved. Yeah. It's not, you don't just um, give people stuff because you have resources. Yeah. You yeah. actually physically get involved because you know how to teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I'd love to see that photograph because I'd, I'd actually publish it. Of um, it. Of the uh, apron with oh okay all the organs, I'll give it to you yes I'll give it to you so yeah got it <laughs> well you said you had a photograph so it'd yeah, be absolutely yeah. lovely to to show yeah. people what they'd look like because it is yes. it sounds to me like you take situations no matter what the circumstances are and then you find a solution for mm. it just like you said your husband has a different way of looking yeah. at things yes and then change that into something which becomes an opportunity and it actually yeah. propels them forward. Yeah. I get, when I've been speaking, at, and I speak at lots of functions, they say to me, I often get the letters, you know, help me do this, help me buy this. I've just had one today, in fact. Um, I've always wanted to start an old age home. Will you buy the old age home and I'll run it? No, I won't. Because if you want it, you must work towards it. You must get everything done. And you must do all that. I, will, I can facilitate for you, but I'm not going to do it for you. Because so, this is not one of a question that I planned, but it's a good time to ask it. A lot of people, and I know for me because I coach clients, a lot of them say to me, and you know, the, the missing person is the one who funds the project. Yeah. This is how it's going to work. Yeah. And then... Um, and you say, they, fund it yourself. They can't. They can't. And, and Well, I mean, we all know. If you can't get, some, if you mm. can't use your own money or believe yeah. in it enough to put your own money in it to make it work, mm. then why would somebody else? Well, this is how I explain it? it to them. I explain it to them that God gives you a little bit of money, and He sees how you look after it. If you look after it and you make it grow, He'll give you more. But if you just waste it, He's not going to give you more. And the, the analogy I always show them, and I never do it with a real hundred grand note. I make a photocopy of a hundred grand <laughs> note, and then I light it. I say, if I, if I say, if I give you a hundred grand, and then I take your lighter and light it, and it goes up in smoke, am I going to give you another hundred grand? And the answer is, of course not. So. Um, of course not. I'm not going to give you any more. And God's exactly the same. If he gives you something and you waste it, he's not going to give you any more. He's going to see what you do with it. 
And that's what, so that's what it says in the Bible. Who hath little, what little he should be taken away. He who hath much more shall be given. Because if you've got, and, and people say to me, it's not fair. I say, I never made the rules. The chap upstairs made the rules. He made the rules. We just have to play by them. You know, and you can play the game of soccer as hard as you can, but if you play with the rules of rugby, you're never going to win. And same with the game of life. You have to play by the rules that God has set. If you play by your own rules, you don't, don't win the game. So, so what do you do if somebody comes to you and they say, please invest in my plan? I say, you must be crazy. <laughs> you must be crazy. I'm not going to invest in your plan. I don't even know if it's going to work. And if you think it's going to work, you invest in it. And they say, oh, but I haven't got the money. And I say, well, you better go work and get the money. Because when I didn't have money, I used to work all day and I used to waitress at night. And if you waitress in Joburg now, you get 500 rand a night. So if you need money to start a project, you better work all day and go waitress at night. And you'll soon build up. Is it 500 rand a night? You can build so up So that's the point quickly. where you get involved with people. Hmm. Where they say, okay, so, you know, because that's why you say to them, so yeah. what can you do? Yes. And then you help them find opportunities where yes. they can do that thing that they yeah. can do. And I only help them if they'll help themselves. If Absolutely. they want to sit back and and just, you know, think that I'm going to dole out the money. I say to them, you really think that I'm going to come to work, make the money and give it to you to go and waste? Do I look stupid? And then they always look at me and they don't know what to say. Because <laughs> you must get a lot of this, don't you? Oh, a lot. A hell of a lot. Because yeah. you're so involved in empowerment. Mm. And a lot of people know how to ask, mm. not how to do for themselves. Yeah. But yeah. it's, a, it's a mentality and an yeah. entitlement that we have yeah. here. Yeah. But you really get involved in grassroots. Yeah, you've got to go right back to the, I mean, you take Sia, she started working at 300 rand a day herself to get the, you know, to get the money to, to fund what she needed, you know, and she kept going. And she's she still, still going to business. Yes, yeah, she's still going, and Mary still got her business. Yeah. That's amazing. She started lots of businesses. So, it sounds to me, I look at it from a, a perspective where, you know, how we think and what are our beliefs. Mm. And then what are those things that actually propel us? Mm. The things that makes us resilient, mm. in other words. So for you, it's very much, you know, what is the situation? There's, there, are, there is no option mm. but go forward. Mm. And then what can I do with what I have? Mm. But specifically, if I listen to you, the thing that sounds different to some of the stories that are not successful is that you always have a way of finding the value in what is right there. Yeah. Yeah. And You've, abundance. You, there's abundance out there. You've just got to go and find it. I always say that South Africa is a land of wealth and abundance. You know, we're in the right place at the right time. You think of England has had its chips, has had its day. America's had the worst time since 2008. I mean, pe people have lost fortunes there. Um, you know, Australia, you can't do anything because their rules are too strict. South Africa is the place where it's to be. Here we these entrepreneurs. It's wide open. And look at them. They're taking the gold and the platinum out the ground on a daily basis here there's so much money in this country it's up to us to find it and if we find it we've got to look after it so what would you say to a young woman who wants to start her own business today you've got to start your own business today because you can work for a boss and make a living or you can work for yourself and make a fortune so if you want to make a fortune you've got to work for yourself um, you've got to work hard there's no People always think, I'm going to just take it easy. You've got to work hard every day, seven days a week. Don't think, you know, you can't. Well, I work six because it says in the, in the Bible, you work for six days and have one day of rest, and that's what I do. And everybody here at Hershey's, we work six days and have a day of rest. And um, you've really got to go flat out all the time. People say, I want to go and relax. What for? You're going to be dead for a long time, you know. You can relax when you're dead. You haven't got time to relax while you're on this earth. 
the most important thing, you've got to have a passion for what you do. You've got to be passionate about what you do. You can't just do it for the sake of doing what it. What do you actually do? I know you're the chief Don't operations <laughs> executive. I do everything. <laughs> yeah, but I can see you do everything because, yeah, I mean, I'm, for the, the yeah. listeners who don't know this, but we're actually sitting inside the store. That's why they're hearing some yeah. of the background noises. Yeah. And you are, we are making this work. Mm. We are applying all the things that we're talking about. Mm. And you are actually, yeah, and you already have so many grandchildren of your own. Yeah. So, um, you know, and you're still working. Mm. What makes you get up in the morning? What makes you passionate? What motivates you to, to keep working? You can afford to retire. Why don't you? Um, we thought of retiring when we were 50, and then we thought again when we were 60. But now we, um, I'm 65, my husband's 68. So we just, um, we think, you know, in the old days, you used to die when you were about three school years and 10. So you used to die when you were 70, so you could retire then. But now I'm just going to my friends. My mother's 19. She's still alive and kicking. Um, I'm going to my friend's father's 100th birthday next year and I've just been talking to a lady who's going to see her mother who's 102. So I said to my children, if my mother's living to 100, which she will, I'm going to live to 125. I don't want to be retired for the next 60 years, you know. So I better just keep on working and I intend working until at least 85. What is nice yeah, when you work? What is nice for you? What, what oh, is it that I you love come it. to? Okay, I love it because I love to see the people who come in with absolutely nothing and how they grow. In fact, I've just seen one of my chaps who came up to me, he lived in Durban, he came up with a checkers bag. That's all he had was a checkers bag with his clothes in it. Just seen him drive in a million rand car today. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. You can write a book just about people's successes that you Yeah, and it's, and it's amazing to see it. One of my greatest successes is in 1994 when we sold our trucks to our drivers and they started their own businesses. And one driver in 1994, his little boy was just born and now he's taking over part of his business. So it's coming into the next generation that they're taking over the part of the business. And um, so to me, that's the greatest, to me, that is just wonderful that his son is coming. And he said to me, do you realize that um, my son would not have had a job, although he's qualified. All the other boys in his area don't have jobs. They're walking around looking for jobs. But I could not only give him a job, but I've given him a part of my company. And he has something solid to build himself on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a true legacy. <clears throat> so Margaret, what do you dream about? What do you still want to do? Um, my, my hope is that this country, um, I want the youth of this country to know, one, that there is hope for them, because a lot of them there's no hope. We have one of the highest teenage suicides in the world. So they think, and why do they do that? Because there's just no hope. But when there's hope, there's hope at the end of the time, you will keep going. But if you think there's no hope, that's when you give up. So I want to show them that there is hope in this country, that it is a fantastic country. I want to show them that they have to work hard to get ahead. They've been taught that everything's just going to be given to them. It's not going to work that way. My goal is to just go, that's why I work in the school such a lot, to, and I go in and I tell them there is hope, there's so much more that you can do, there's so much you can do, there's so much out there for you, and you just have to use your brains. I always tell them when I started work, I started work when I was 12 years old in a hairdressing salon washing hair for 50 cents on a Saturday morning. And I, I needed, I, I did it because I needed a pair of shoes, and my parents couldn't afford to buy them, and I was the only girl in Chapel Street Baptist Church with my school shoes on. So I was desperate for this pair of shoes. So I went, and I knocked on the first door, and they said to me, Footsack, go away, we don't want you here. So I knocked on the second door, and they said, you're too little, go away. And the third one said, you, you're 12, you can't work it. But I carried on, and on the seventh Saturday I got the job and I knew that I had to be better than everybody else I knew that I had to wash now I had I was we were poor whites coming out of Peter Marysburg we don't even wash our hair with sunlight soap 
I didn't even know what shampoo was. I'd never seen conditioner. But I just watched what the others did and did exactly what they did. But I knew I had to do it better, so I washed a bit more and I rinsed a bit more and I massaged a bit more. And when I got the tea, I got a biscuit with it and I got her the latest magazine so that I would get the job the next Saturday. Otherwise, I'd only have 50 cents towards my 2 99 pair of shoes. So the next Saturday, I, I went and I worked again and I went past the shoe shop. I said, you got those shoes in a size 6? They said, yes, we have. I said, you better keep them. I'm coming back. <laughs> and then so I went on and six weeks later, I bought my pair of shoes. But I wore them from when I was 12 to when I was 15. Now, imagine if I just asked my parents for those pair of shoes, they would have bought them. Three months later, I would have said, I don't like this pair. You can have another pair. You know? And that's what happens today with children because yes. they don't have that appreciation of don't what they have. Don't have value. Yes. So yeah. when you buy a pair of shoes now, or a pair of... Jimmy Chisa, whatever you mean. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> cowboy boots, yeah. Do you ever think about those days? The, you know, the nice thing about having money is you've got choices. Yes. Uh, you know, I have a choice. I can go in, I can choose to buy as many pairs of shoes as I want, or no shoes, depending on how I do. So that's why I say to people, what, what, why, why do you want all this money? You want it because you've got the choice. The choice, if I want to go and buy clothes, I can buy clothes. If I want to buy... Um, a new house, I can buy a new house. If I want to buy a brand new car, I can buy a brand new car. Money gives you choices, and that's why people want money. Not for, you know, whatever. It's just so that you can have the choice. This was absolutely inspirational and fascinating to listen to you. Thank you so much for Thank your you wisdom. Thank you very much. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way? It's best for them to email me, margaret at hershus.co.za, and yeah, I always reply to I get over a thousand emails a day, and I reply to all of them. And for what reason would people get hold of you? I mean, a lot of people like to get hold of me for advice. Okay. Advice is freely given. It's not always what they want to hear, but at least I tell them I'm very practical. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California and anywhere I could run. Took the hand of a preacher man and we made love in the sun. But I ran out of places and friendly Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind giving you 
And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over. If I'm wrong, I am right. Don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green, and this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adele-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.